Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, it is. Power rankings on the way here with Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Goodyear hotline. Then we will get to every athlete's worst nightmare coming true and what exactly we need to be thinking about it a little bit later in this hour. An out-and-out disgrace and time for your phone calls as well. But first off, Hembo, uh, today ESPN's NFL people, all these different people who vote on such things, released the off-season power rankings now that the draft and the free agency are behind us. I, d- I purposely did not look at them. Okay. So we can see how closely... I- Let's put it this way, because not guess. I mean, they're not right, and I'm not wrong, mm-hmm. regardless of how we look at it. Let's see how closely my opinion matches their opinion. Got it. All right? Okay. So we've set aside a few. I have. So I'm going to give you the t- what I believe should be the top five. Okay. And you tell me if these are the same five they have. The top five in no particular... Well, I'll give it to you in the order I think they should be in. Mm-hmm. Tampa, Kansas City... Buffalo, Cleveland, and the Rams. Okay, so... That would be my top five. Tampa Bay should be number one. The Chiefs, two. The Bills, three. The Browns, four. And the Rams, five. Okay, not too far off. So ESPN.com has the Chiefs, one. The Buccaneers, two. Okay. The Bills, three, like you have. The Rams, four. And the Packers, five. Well, see, you're, you're putting the Packers, five, because in theory, they have Aaron Rodgers. I'm not, because in reality, they don't. <laughs> I, would rather, I would rather have a real quarterback than a theoretical one. <laughs> yes. If you told me Aaron Rodgers was going to be on the Packers, I wouldn't disagree with Where do they have the Browns? They have the Browns 7, which is lower than most of the sort of projections that I've seen. They have so the there's Browns a team like in between. Don't tell me, don't tell me, don't mm-hmm. tell me, don't tell me what team would be in between there in their opinion. Again, I would put the Browns there no matter what, but... Who am I forgetting? What's another really good team? Not Miami. Is it I'm trying to think of a team from the NFC? It's an AFC team? This is an AFC team. And this is a curi- it's very curious placement. Tennessee? No, it's very curious placement considering they have the Browns at seven. Who they put at oh, six. Oh, the Ravens? They have the Ravens at six. Yeah. I mean, I can't argue with that. I like some of the moves they made. I, I like them adding receivers. I think that will help. Okay, I'm fine with that. I would take the Browns ahead of the Ravens right now, but that's neither here nor there. Then then give me a couple of other teams, and we'll try and guess where they fall. Uh, where do you think they have the Cowboys power ranked? I mean, everybody has the Cowboys so dramatically overrated. I mean, if they have them in the top dozen, I'm going to freak out. I, I'm going to say... Where I believe they should be is somewhere right in the middle, somewhere like between 15 and 18. They have the Cowboys at 16. So you think they got that one right? They're so literally th- right in the middle. Right in the middle. Where do you think they have Washington then? That's, that's your favorite in the division. Well, if they're like everybody else, they're going to have Washington lower, I mean, after the Cowboys, meaning worse, and that's a huge mistake. Washington is so much better than people are giving them credit for. I'm going to say Washington should be, if Dallas is 16, Washington should, at worst, be 15 and probably higher. Something in the neighborhood of 12. They have Washington at 20. They're not sipping the Kool-Aid. That's ridiculous. I mean, I just don't get it. What people are just, uh, well, I I get it. I shouldn't say I don't get it. People are not buying into what Ryan Fitzpatrick might be able to do there, and I am. So, And I think their defense is that level of good. Um, I mean, a couple more. The Bears. Let me ask you about the Bears. The Bears were next on my list. This is an interesting ranking, too. I'm trying to read your face on interesting ranking. 
The Bears, you know, people talk about the Bears like they went 4-12 and 12 last year mm-hmm. is, is the interesting thing. I mean, they were a 500 team that, that snuck into the playoffs and now have added Justin Fields. Um, I think they should also be right in the middle. I mean, I think they, you already said the Cowboys were 16, so I'll put the Bears at 15. They have the Bears at 24. ESPN.com has the Bears power ranked at number 24 in the NFL. Really? Yeah. Much lower than I would have guessed, too. That feels awfully low. I mean, their defense is still good. The, the, their quarterback play should be better than it was a year ago. I'm not sure why you would think they're going to be markedly worse. And what's curious to me is that before the, the draft, their ranking was 25th. So they only slid up the Bears one spot in their power ranking after the Justin Fields pick, which to me seems slight, too. Okay, I think that's under-ranking them, whatever the, under-rating them. Got one more for you. How about the Patriots? Where do you think they have the Patriots power ranked? Well, you have two more because I want to guess the Jets, too. But <laughs> um, I, I'm not sure if you've heard, but I'm a Jet fan. Not sure if word of that has reached you over the years. Northwestern? Yeah, I went to Northwestern Southern and Michael I root for the Jets. Uh, Patriots. Look, if the Cowboys are 16, the Patriots have to be a lower number than that. So, you know, something like 12? They have the Patriots 19th. Oh, that's crazy. This is crazy. This is craziness. That is to me, that is way off. I mean, just way off. We never know how these things are going to work out. But the Patriots were better than that a year ago, and they're getting all these guys back. And they had drafted extraordinarily well with Christian Barmore and Ronnie uh, Perkins, the, the the pass rusher from Oklahoma, and they got the quarterback. I think they're going to be way better than that. And then as far as the Jets, I mean, you could have made an argument that last year the Jets were 31st, and they were the second you know, and they probably had the worst talent in the league. They're a lot better than that now. And by a lot, I mean they're not 31st. <laughs> I, I'm going to guess the number starts with a two instead it, of a three, which does. is progress. Well done. Something like 27? The Jets are 28. So who's below them? The Bengals are below them. The Bengals are 29. Yeah. The Jaguars are 30. The Lions are 31. And the Houston Texans are third. Oh, yeah, the Houston Texans are the worst team in the sport. Okay, I kind of like that. Can I ask you one quick thing before we get to the next order of business? Uh, presented by Progressive Insurance, Greeny is. Uh, and that's me. I refer to with the third person. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Small business protection just got easier with more than 30 coverage options available. Progressive has you covered more at ProgressiveCommercial.com. How did you say the name of the football team that plays in Jacksonville? The Jacksonville Jaguars. Say it again. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars? Yes, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hey, Bubba, how do you say the, the, the name of that team? Take out the Jacksonville. Just what is the name of the team? Jaguars. And, and, and Nuno? It's the Jaguars. Yes, yeah, it's the Jaguars. It's not the Jaguars. It's not spelled like it was G, J-A-G-W-I-R-E-S. <laughs> but so many people say that. Why do people say Jaguars? Why is that? I don't know. Why do, some, why do so many people say Wooder? That's just how, people just say things differently. Should I, say, should I call them the Jaguars? No, like they're the, the Jaguars. The wor- if you saw an animal running down, I mean, I don't even know exactly what There's a, ja- a Jaguar. No, but you wouldn't say that. I would never see a Jaguar. No, you, well, you probably wouldn't. There's a Jaguar. But if, if you saw the car... A Jaguar go by, you wouldn't say that guy's driving a Jaguar. Nobody drives a Jaguar in my neighborhood. Uh, well, uh, that's because you're hanging out with your in-laws on their boat all the time, so I'm not sure. That may not be 100% true. All right. Ready to go right now. Green, light green light with Greeny. Give me the green light. 
All right, I'm going to give Hembo the green light on something very disturbing that we need to get used to, and it involves the Mets outfielder Kevin Pillar, who got hit in the face by a 94-mile-an-hour fastball. And I heard Christine Lisi just moments ago giving an update on that injury, so let me read that to you here. I saw it on Buster's Twitter. Um, Kevin Pillar suffered multiple nasal fractures We'll be meeting with a facial specialist in Atlanta to determine next steps. I, I won't make the obvious joke about how I can relate to that because I, I had a nose job. So I did once have a nasal fracture, but it was of my own doing. And, and this is nothing to joke about. He got hit by a 94 mile an hour pitch in the face. But you were making the point to me this morning that this is unfortunately something we're going to have to get used to seeing. Well, hopefully not. But I'm fearful that this is a trend in baseball that might continue. And here's why. Right now, Greeny, the average fastball is thrown at 93 miles per hour. That is the f- uh, fastest in recorded history. And the average game this season includes .92 hit batsmen, almost one per game. That might not sound like a lot, but it happens to be the most or on pace to be the most in a season since the year 1899. That is a frightening convergence. Pitchers are throwing harder than ever before and with less command than ever before. I think we've, we've had a lot of discussions on this show and others about what, could be, what Major League Baseball could do to remedy these, this issue with pitchers throwing so hard and so well. We've talked about moving the mound back. We've talked about you know, uh, the, the enforcement of foreign substances so pitchers can actually control this stuff. But Buster today said on the TV show that he thinks it's merely a product of the pitchers that are coming up to the big leagues. These two-pitch pitchers, you, you send these guys out to the bullpen, they can throw 100 miles per hour, but like he put it on the TV show, they have no idea where it's going. All it takes is one of these to ruin a player's career, and I'm hopeful that that's not what happened to Kevin Pillar last night, but boy, was that a scary thing. I think the courage it requires to stand in there after something like that has happened, and we know some of the legendary stories of players whose careers have been ruined by that stuff, Rocky Calavito and many others that come to mind. The courage it takes, and again, I knock on wood, I, I, God bless him, I hope Kevin Pillar comes back better than ever, healthy. The courage that, it's t- that it takes to stand in there in the first place much less to go back in there after something like that happens, I can't even fathom it. I no. can't fathom it. Uh, Did you ever, all kidding aside, you were a baseball player. Did you ever get hit in the face? Not by a pitch ball. I got, I got hit in the face by, you know, when a ball pops up in, in the infield or by a thrown ball in the infield, but never like this. 94 to the face, and he walked off the field yesterday. Um, it, was, it, was, it was a powerful scene. I obviously wish him all the best. Yeah, and, mm. and, and, and you sort of thank God because it could have been worse. Mm. Uh, all right, coming up next, one team that should just be flat ashamed of itself. I'll tell you which one next on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. Presented by Progressive Insurance guests on the Goodyear Hotline. Hey, reminder, it's PJ Championship Week. And ESPN Plus will give you live daily coverage 
from the Ocean Course at Kiowa this weekend, Thursday through Sunday. Scream the stream the exclusive main feed every morning, featured groups every day, and much more. You can sign up right now at ESPNPlus.com slash golf. There's a ton of great golf on ESPN Plus. So if you, like I, can't get enough of the sport, ESPN Plus is your place to get a bunch of it. Okay, so yesterday I went off on the Clippers and 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 sort of went into a bigger take on just bemoaning the way people have just discounted the end of the NBA season. The, the way the players treat it makes me crazy. And I pointed out that in the final game of the 1998 regular season, Michael Jordan, in what proved to be his final regular season game as a Bull, at the age of 35, played 40 minutes and scored 44 points. I had some people suggest to me, you're cherry-picking. You just picked one game. So I went back. <laughs> to the previous season, the last game of the 96-97 season, a game that was meaningless for both the Bulls and the Knicks. Neither one of them had anything to play for in terms of playoff seeding. The Bulls wound up 69-13. and The Knicks, uh, by, by beating the Bulls in the last game, 103-101, wound up 57-25, and so they were both really good. In that game, again, the last game of the regular season, I'm just going to give you min- minutes here. Michael Jordan played 39 and a half minutes. Scottie Pippen played 38 minutes. Patrick Ewing played 41 minutes. Charles Oakley played 39 minutes. Allen Houston played 37 minutes. I mean, this is, the, this is, this is what was going on. Guys played. And, and so, again, I, I refuse to change my mind. I refuse to back down. And as far as the way the Clippers ducked the Lakers – losing to the Rockets and Thunder over the weekend to avoid having to deal with the Lakers. You should have heard Brian Windhorst going off on SportsCenter about that last night. You can accuse them of tanking. I'm going to convict them of tanking. Um, as you watched this game against Oklahoma City yesterday, they weren't just resting their guys. That was what Ty Lue said they were doing. They were actively not attempting to win. Some of the plays that they ran near the end of this game were, I was talking to scouts and executives today. They couldn't believe some of the stuff that they were doing in this game. And so if you're the Lakers and you may not see them at all this postseason, you may not see them for six or seven weeks or whatever it is, you've got to believe that you're inside their heads because that's the message that the Clippers sent by so actively losing to both the Rockets and the Thunder over the weekend. Amen. 100%. Wendy couldn't be more right. It's a joke. And I don't really have a rooting interest on anything, but I can tell you right now who I'm not rooting for, and that's for damn sure them. They didn't even get to play the Lakers last year. All this talk about, oh, are they going to finally knock off the Lakers? Try beating Denver first. Try beating Houston or Oklahoma City first, for crying out loud. You need to rest your players for what? You don't even play till this coming weekend. You had five days off built in. So that was garbage. It was nonsense. And, and they should be embarrassed. The unfortunate reality of it is that they are not. I'm sorry. What? what, what, what? I'm sorry. What? what? I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. What? All right. I want to do an I'm sorry what here because Hembo was bringing something up to me in the break. And I want to get Nuno and Bubba and Devin, if he's there this morning as well, in on that. Because something happened in a game yesterday that I hadn't seen. It's a blowout game yesterday involving the White Sox. Hembo, give us the scenario. The, the, the scenario is the bottom, excuse me, the top of the ninth inning yesterday in, in Minnesota Greeny. The White Sox, the visiting team, are leading the Twins by a score of 15 to 4. There are two outs in the ninth inning. The count is 3 nothing. Uh, to bat for the White Sox is your main Mercedes against a position player for the Twins. The Twins have given up. The Twins position player tosses a 47-mile-per-hour pitch towards home plate, and on a 3-0 count, 
Mercedes takes his hack at it and hits the ball over the fence for a home run to cement the game at 16-4. to And I am outraged by this. I'm offended by this. I'm offended by this because this very clearly breaks one of baseball's all-time written rules. If you're up by 11 runs in the ninth inning facing a position player, you don't swing. Okay. And you definitely don't hit a home run. That's what Hambo believes. Bubba, do you believe there's anything wrong is it your mean Mercedes who did it, it, it with, with, with him hitting a home run on a 47 mile an hour pitch off a position <laughs> player up 11 runs on a three and O count with two outs in the ninth inning. The only thing I will say I agree is of the three O count. I think he shouldn't be swinging on a three O count. Apart from that, if the guy's throwing a pitch, I don't think you should just not swing. So if it was a three O count, I honestly would have no problem with it. But the fact it was a three O count, yeah, I don't think he should be swinging at a position player up that big in the ninth. If it was a 2-1 count and he hit a home run off him, hey, that's that's how it goes. What is he supposed to do? All right, so so Hembo is celebrating like you're on his side. The truth is, Hembo, he would not be in favor of this regardless I mean, the closest, of the count. It's the closest to my side Bubba has ever been, so okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. Nuno, whose side are you on? Do I have incentives in my contract? I do. I'm going to take every opportunity to reach my incentives, and if that means swinging on a 3-0 and pitch against a position player up by 11, I'm doing that. I think he's right. I think that at the end of the season, when we look at Yermin Mercedes' stats, we are not going to discount one of those home runs, right? So if he, how many home runs does he have on the season right now? Stand by. Right, you'll look he at has that, six. He has six. Mm-hmm. So if he winds up, I'm just making this up now. If he winds up hitting 20 home runs, mm-hmm. we will not say, well, it was really 19 and there's an asterisk next to one of them. That will count. And so I, that is a good argument on the other side. But, but I also did my research here to make sure that I had the context right. And here's what I found, Greeny, real quick. Over the last 20 seasons, batters have seen a total of 557 pitches in a 3-0 count when leading by more than 10 runs. And her, uh, his home run last night is the only instance of a player swinging at any of those pitches. It Ooh. had never happened before. That's pretty good. That's pretty good research being done by you and a pretty good argument on your side. Devin, which side are you on? I'm especially swinging at the 3-0 count. You're getting, <laughs> you're getting a fat meatball right down the middle. Swing away. All right, once again, Devin is wrong, as he is on almost all things. <laughs> as we continue in a moment, I will tell you what the right answer to this is, and then we will take your calls for the airing of grievances. As we all know, we haven't done that in a long time. I feel like it's been a while since we've done an airing of grievances on this program. The tradition of Festivus begins... With the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now, you're going to hear about it. So Hembo has aired his grievance. What is yours? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Whatever it is that makes you as a sports fan feel aggrieved, I want to hear about it next after this word from Granger. For all the ones who get it done, Granger is always there to help. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, 24-7 support, free access to product specialists and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Give them a call at 1-800-GRANGER, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Your calls are next on ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. This is Greeny coming to you live as every day from the Seaport District at Pier 17. We're brought to you by Chase. In 30 seconds, I'll tell you whether or not Hembo is right in his frustration about the unwritten rules of baseball. And then we're coming to your calls. The grievance lines are open. The airing of grievances is just 30 seconds away. But I'll spend those 30 seconds reminding you about HelloFresh. Listen, you can get a real true break with HelloFresh, letting you skip the grocery store, the crowds, the traffic, the hassle, without sacrificing delicious meals. You can get whole restaurant-quality meals that you can prepare in as little as 20 minutes with all the ingredients delivered right to your door, contact-free. And there are more than 25 chef-created recipes to choose from every week, so you'll never run out of meals to try. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Greeny12. Use the code Greeny12. You get 12 free meals including free shipping. That's code GREENY12 at HelloFresh.com slash GREENY12. Okay, so, Embo, how long have I known you? Six or, seven, six or seven years now, I'd say. I keep thinking it's longer than that, but either way, the point is, your mean Mercedes of the White Sox swung on a 3-0 pitch from a position player yesterday, a 47-mile-an-hour pitch with an 11-run lead with two outs in the ninth inning. I actually just watched it okay. on Twitter. I watched both the home call and the, the visitor's call. The, 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 the call of the White Sox and the call of the Twins. And I'm going to rule. For the first time in all the time I've known you, oh. I'm on your side. Oh, my God. This is this watershed moment. For this me. is Bush League. This is, is Bush League. Yes. Bush League. And here's why. If that is a professional pitcher, if any pitcher, if a person who has the name pitcher written next to their name on their Twitter bio threw that pitch, I would not have a problem with it. But when the Twins have put the position player in and it's an 11-run game, I would equate that to if you're winning by three touchdowns and there's 30 seconds left in a football game and you throw a 70-yard pass, I'm going to come on the radio the next day and I'm going to say you're Bush League. I'm going to call it Bush League. Even though that touchdown catch count, counts the it same counts. as all the others, right? And look, I get it. I understand the, you know, Mercedes if he, uh, incentives and whatever else. And I guess, you know, they don't usually have incentives like that in football, although in some cases they do. Um, in baseball, it's more commonly known. That said, I am with you. I'm not usually a fan of the unwritten rules in baseball, but in this case, that's Bush League. You're going to come over to my side. By the end of the season, you're going to be just as cranky as I am. No, no. I'm already cranky, but for entirely different reasons. And speaking of cranky... The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. No, 
You're going to hear about it. All right, we're going to find out what's on your mind right now with the airing of grievances brought to you by My Computer Career Training for a Better Life. In my experience, if you are a sports fan, you are aggrieved. And so at 888-SAY-ESPN, now is your chance to explain to us why. Bubba, who is first up? First up, we have Mark. All right, Mark, air your grievance. Greeny, I hate NBA tanking as much as you do, but how can you possibly open your show ripping Ron Wolf for being an idiot for his back-in-the-day comment when you close your own show going back-in-the-day citing 1997 and 1998 stats from back-in-the-day with Jordan and Ewing and company? Mark is the caller's name? All right, Mark, I want you to go on hold. I want someone to get his address, and I'm going to send him something. And I don't know what. I don't have anything set aside to send you, but I will send you something. If you'd like an autographed copy of a book or something like that, because that is a great take, and you are 100% right. And in life, you have to admit when you're wrong. And this, now you've made me have to think about something in a way I don't want to have to think about it, but that's what it is about. If we really are going to get to a place, so let me say it this way, Mark, you tell me if this is a reasonable take, because you're right. The simple fact that Michael Jordan and Patrick Ewing and all those guys did that in 97 is not a good reason to say they should do it today. Period. New paragraph. You're correct. Your take on me, your grievance with me is 100% valid. You're right. Having said that, can I ask you separately, do you or do you not find it infuriating that, that we are just, A, that they were tanking, but in this case, forgetting that, that teams have just sort of written off the last few games of the NBA season. That's why the play-in tournament is there. Do you find all of that infuriating or not? 100%, Greeny. I don't even watch the NBA anymore until we get to the mm. playoffs, and more appropriately, not even to the second round of the playoffs. I'm sending you two books. I'm sending <laughs> – put Mark on hold. <laughs> Nuno, get his address. We, need, we really need to – we've been on the air a few months now. We need something we can send people. I don't have anything obvious to send you uh, beyond, at this point, my – admiration but we're going to send mark something because look he's right and in life you know i I once heard max say this max said i like debating with people because one of two things can happen either i can prove how smart i am or i can learn something i think the second of those two things just happened he's right i need to stop saying well this is how michael jordan did it because that doesn't have anything to do with how they do it now so, yes, I thought it was better that way. And I will always think that. But that's not a good reason why they should do it that way today. So you're right, Mark. That was a well-taken grievance, and, and you were 100% right to point that out. That said, I still hate it. It doesn't change the fact that I hate it. I have to come up with a different reason to hate it, which I will do. But I can no longer just say that's the way Michael did it. You're right. You're absolutely right. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio, airing grievances. Bubba, who's next? Ryan. Ryan, you're on with us here. Go ahead, Ryan, air your grievance. I've got a couple. One, I don't think it's in the top five, but I think the Watch McCullough is a very underrated candy bar. Okay, hold Number on. Two. I'll let you do your other ones. I'm going to let you do your other ones. The Watch McCullough. I'm not even so, – so for those of you just joining us, well, in honor of Reggie Jackson's birthday, today's Reggie's 75th birthday, we did my top five candies – uh, there was some dispute over whether everything has to be a candy bar or not. 
I'm not even well, sure I'm familiar. Clear, you did top five candy bars, which and you didn't list candy bars, so let's not lie. Fair on enough. I, I put peanut M and M's number let's one. Not lie. I, I will grant they're not a candy bar, but they are my favorite candy. That's not what we're talking about. I don't even know what a whatchamacallit is. I, I, what is a whatchamacallit? It is described as uh, made of peanut butter crisp coated in a thin layer of chocolate. It's made by Hershey, but I'm with you. I've I feel like I would like that. So, Ryan, I, 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 don't, I can't put it in my top five because I'm not even sure I know what one is. Now, what are your other grievances? Well, my grievance is everybody giving Tim Pivo a hard time. Let's look at him like Steph Curry on the Web.com tour. If he makes the cut, we love it. If he doesn't make the cut, he got two rounds and he's done. That's the way we need to look at Tim Tebow in the Jacksonville situation. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Um, I am a Tim Tebow fan and supporter, uh, and, and so I agree. I think the fact that people are losing their minds about this um, is a product of a lot of things, and it's not even worth listing them all now because there are a million of them. I think Tim Tebow is a good guy who is getting an opportunity, and most people, given that opportunity, whether they really earned it or not, would take advantage of it. And I think that up until the moment when there are only 53 guys left on that team and he's one of them, I think this is a non-issue, personally. Now, the one area where I think Urban may have this wrong, this is just my opinion now, is if he thinks Tim Tebow is going to come in there and set a culture for him, I think that's an unrealistic expectation. I do not think practically any, if any, NFL players are going to be listening to rah-rah speeches from a guy who was last really relevant in this sport eight years ago. So, again, I liked him. I I root for him as opposed to otherwise. I think he has no chance of being on the Jaguars this year. And I do agree with the call. It's going to wind up being much ado about nothing. So I will agree with the grievance. That's two good grievances that we've had so far, although I still don't know what a watch call it is. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Bubba, who's next? Let's go to Jonathan. All right, Jonathan, air your grievance. Greeny, the biggest false narrative that I've ever heard is that the Green Bay Packers don't give Aaron Rodgers help because they don't draft the receiver in the first round, and this is why. The receivers he's had, Greg Jennings, Donald Driver, Randall Cobb, Jordy Nelson, Devontae Adams, none of them were drafted in the first round, and all of them were either pro bowlers and or all pros. Secondly, when you look at Aaron Jones, top five running back in the league, didn't even play the whole season. Devontae Adams, top five receiver in the league, didn't even play the whole season, and he had one of the top two or three offensive lines. And lastly, the last two years that Green Bay has gotten beat in the NFC Championship game, they were beaten by two teams that beat them in the regular season also. Why? Because they had elite defenses. You can say Aaron Rodgers doesn't have help, but say that they need to get better on the defensive side of the football because they have not been elite. To me, that's why they haven't been able to get over the top, not because of what they haven't done for him offensively. I think it's a very good call, and, and I will agree for the most part with what you are saying. Here would be the, way, the one place I'd push back is that quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers make a lot of those other players better. So that is not any disrespect to Greg or Donald Driver or any of those guys who were all fine players. Many of them are made much, 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 much better by having quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers, but that's true of all great quarterbacks. Uh, it was I forget who it was that first said it, but on, on, on Mike and Mike, someone made, said this about Jeff Garcia, said Terrell Owens put Jeff Garcia's kids into private school. Bomani Jones said that. Bomani said it was a great line, and, and, and I've used it a million times. Aaron Rodgers has put a lot of people's kids through private school, but so did Peyton Manning, and so does Tom Brady, and so did Brett Favre, and so do all the great quarterbacks. So no quarrel there. I think the point here is 
The selection of Jordan Love is what threw this thing off. It's not that what they have and haven't put around him. It is the fact that they they drafted his they traded up to draft his replacement last year that has ended this relationship. I think the minute they did that, the people responsible for that were dead to him. If you know Rodgers at all, you know that's the kind of guy he is. It's not a value judgment. It just is who he is. So I think it's that more than anything else. Have they done a, a great job of putting people around him? Look, they've won a lot of games. Now, when you got a guy like Rodgers, you're going to win a lot of games. So it's hard to assess all that stuff. So the call is well taken. We've had very good calls today. These have been excellent grievances. And I don't disagree with the, what you are saying. But I think the moment they took Jordan Love, the people who did that were dead to him, regardless of how well they have or haven't drafted around him. Uh, Bubba, let's do one more. Who we got? We got Stefan. All right, Stefan, air your grievance. Well, I just had a grievance from the other day. You guys had a really funny episode on about all the funny sports names, but one that y'all missed out on that I thought was the greatest one I'd ever heard was an old NASCAR driver, Dick Trickle. (laughs) Well, that was a legend. Thank you, Stefan, for the call. That was an old um, Keith Olbermann shtick. They used to do that on SportsCenter. They were very much... That was that was not missed. <laughs> All right, let me put that was see that's another one. So you just laughed at that like you did not know that name. Did you know that name? I knew that name. I laughed at it because of where that call went after the last three that we had. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. That is a very different um, grievance to have. Um, but those were extremely well taken. Yes, we did have a lot of funny old names like Cannonball Titcomb was a baseball player. Johnny Dickshot was a baseball player. Dick Trickle was a driver. He was. He was a NASCAR driver. And Dick Pohl was a pitcher. And Dick Pohl was a pitcher. And, and, I mean, that's just all there is to it. I don't think there's anything wrong with just saying people's names and just leaving it there. Mm. We will go no further whatsoever because I do not want anyone to air a grievance of course not. against us. And we will, we will leave that there for the moment. Thank you all for outstanding phone calls today. L- let me go back to finish it up. You heard the reference at the beginning. To what I said about Ron Wolf earlier today. Ron Wolf went on a radio show and he called Aaron Rodgers and others like him divas. It appears that today's quarterbacks want to be more than quarterback. My time, they're hired to play the position, quarterback. These guys, they want to uh, pick the coach, pick the players. A lot of divas playing in that league right now. And the thing that I fail to understand is all these guys that are doing this have long-term deals. So, you know, and I, I was quite critical of those comments, and I don't take back any of that. You know, there's a time when we played football using a T formation, and then things change. It's called evolution. And this is a perfect example of saying, well, we've always done it that way in the past. It was better in my day. So here's why the people doing it now are wrong. And I said at the beginning of the show, those are two terrible things. And then as the caller just pointed out, I went ahead and did a relatively similar thing with my Michael Jordan example. So to be clear, me using Michael Jordan as an example of how people should do things today is what's wrong. Not what I said about Ron Wolf. What I said about Ron Wolf was right. Aaron Rodgers, like most people in his position today, is exercising the authority that comes with his greatness. And that is not something that is unique to sports. In fact, I don't even know that there's any example in anything where people aren't given some license based upon being great. Like, you know, I I can't think of an example. 
in, in any, no, I, I, we always use the most common ones. Like if you're, if you're running some sort of business and you have like 12 people in your sales department and the one person who was by far your best salesperson who's billing $5 million a year, are you going to treat that person the same way as you're treating the person who is much lower on the totem pole and is bringing in $1 million a year? No, you're not. You're not going to treat them exactly the same. You should treat them both fairly. There should be some reasonable set of standards that both have to meet. You're not going to put up with anything from that guy, meaning everything. You're not going to allow that person to do absolutely anything he or she wants to. But you probably will put up with a little more nonsense from that person than you would with others. And more relevant to this discussion, when that person has the opportunity to say, well, listen, you know, I'm over here selling for you at company A. Company B is offering me $10 million to come sell for them. And company C is offering me $11 million. So I'll stay here, but you got to give me 12 or however that breaks down. That's just common sense. But Aaron Rodgers is under contract for company A. But see, now here's the point. Mm. Aaron Rodgers, and this came up on TV today, Aaron Rodgers isn't fighting over money. That's what quarterbacks can do. You're calling him a diva. We traditionally attach that to wide receivers. And legendarily, Chris Carter once said to me, and I've quoted it a trillion times, if I'm a wide receiver, I want to talk about two things and two things only, me and my money. See, Aaron Rodgers isn't worried about money. Neither is Tom Brady. Tom Brady didn't want to leave New England and start over again because he doesn't have enough money. Tom Brady has more than enough money, and he knows that. Aaron Rodgers has more than enough money, and he knows that. Doesn't mean they can't always use more money, but they both know that money is never going to be their problem. They also stand to make more money in their retirement than they make as players. For these guys, it's about control. It's about legacy. It's about a whole lot of other things that you don't get to worry about when you're worried about money. Like wide receivers, when Chris Carter was playing, he wasn't worried about his legacy. He was worried about making as much money as he possibly could in the little finite window that he had to play. And that's true of 99.9% of the people playing professional sports today. And then there's the very, very, very unique few like Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson and who else? Deshaun Watson, who just got the huge contract. You say, how is it that Deshaun Watson can get the huge contract? Again, this is back when we were having this conversation about him, and it is, it is separate from the, the very significant real issues he's dealing with other than this. But you say, well, how can he be doing that right after getting the contract? It's simple. Because once you get the money, now you can think about other things. When you don't have the money yet, all you really think about is getting the money. Once you have the money is when you can think about other stuff. If Aaron Rodgers didn't have all that money, you know what he'd be fighting for right now? More money. He'd be saying to the Packers, I need a new contract because I only have $10 million in the bank. But he's got $200 million in the bank. And he's got Jeopardy basically knocking on his door. Freaking Jeopardy. (laughs) I mean, think about the unique circumstance. You can't really compare Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady to anybody else. Not everyone is married to the world's most famous model who, who, who I, I think is worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Not everybody has the option of going over and hosting a heritage game show in their spare time if they feel like it. So Aaron Rodgers isn't there fighting about money when almost everybody else is.
All right, this was an excellent day. The phone calls were excellent today. Really outstanding. Al Leiter, thank you very much for taking a few minutes. We're having some fun here. Delighted to have had you along for the ride. We'll come back and do it again tomorrow. Same time, same place, right here. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can check out Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Also, don't miss Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 Eastern on ESPN. This is Greeny, the podcast.